You know, it's 1968. I'm 18 years old in the jungles of Panama on my very first missionary trip, living with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes. And we lived wildcat style, no catch, no eat. If I shot a monkey, we ate monkey. If I shot a pig, we ate pig. Didn't eat any, didn't shoot anything, didn't eat anything. And I learned a powerful lesson watching these, the, the Indian tribe catch monkeys alive. And when they wanted to eat them, we just, we just shot them and killed them. But uh, when they wanted to go sell them or take them in alive, they would put a, a, a like a, a, a five gallon water jug out in the jungle that they'd brought in from the city. And uh, they'd put bananas in the bottom of it and they'd put them in a local spot where they knew the monkeys were gonna hang out. And then sure enough, here would come monkeys after a while and they'd uh, reach their hand down there and they'd grab a banana. And uh, because they wouldn't let go of it, because they kept the banana in their fist, they couldn't get their hand out of the jar. And so they'd hear us coming, they'd hear the, the tribe coming, wow. they'd smell us coming, they'd hear us coming, they'd start screaming and yelling and hollering and throwing a fit and jumping all over the place, knocking the jug down, dragging it with them. They'd never open their hand to get loose and gain their freedom. And I learned something about partnership and about giving from that is that uh, you can't receive from God with That's an open, right. with, an, with a closed fist or a closed heart. That's right. But if you live with an open fist and an open heart, That's you'll right. always be able to be a giver and a receiver. And I've lived by that, Renee, for yes, 53 years That's that I right. refuse to keep a closed fist. I'm gonna let that, I'm gonna open my fist, open my heart, be a blessing partner with, I've partnered with people with ministries all my life and will continue to do so. That's right. We love you, God bless you. There's a link Thank on the bottom. If you wanna get a hold of us, partner with us, uh, terrymize.com or click on the link. We love you, God bless you. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. everyone. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. We are just delighted to have you today as always, aren't we? We are. I mean, we just get so excited thinking about we're going to get to talk to you and, and we're honored that you've shared your time with us and we're going to continue to do our best to help you in any way that we possibly can with the Word of God. That's our specialty. That's what we like to do. And uh, we've been talking over the last several weeks about Terry's brand new book that is about to be released. Um, the title is Pulling Down Strongholds. And this was a message that you preached back in 1979, 1980 for the first time. Something like that. At a big convention in Detroit. Yeah. And the Lord just opened up the concept and a lot of people that were attending that convention there that 
they had never heard before and things regarding renewing the mind. All the scriptures in the word of God, we read that on one of the programs that God gave you for that night, Terry, while you ministered that, that God wants to be involved in helping you understand how to manage your own thoughts. And it's not. Absolutely. And the subtitle of the subtitle of the book is is destroying thoughts that kill. That's it. Because thoughts can kill you. Right. (laughs) They Uh, sure can. And that scripture that you use is Second Corinthians 10. Mm-hmm. Four and five. Mm-hmm. Yes. And For what the it weapons says. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not carnal, but they are saying. through God. Yeah, to quote the pull, that again. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and pulling down strongholds. Well, that's it. You know, the strongholds that Paul's talking about are the ones in your mind. Right. The ones that have maybe tortured you. The thoughts that have brought great fear and anxiety into your life. We're talking about the negative thoughts. The Bible certainly doesn't mean every thought like, oh, let's go take the kids for ice cream. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the thoughts that would exalt themselves in your head over the knowledge knowledge of of God from his word. If it's contrary to the word of God and comes to you, then you need to cast it down. That's right. If you the know, word of uh, you know, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say years and years ago, I was flying somewhere to preach. I was in a commercial airliner and I was flying somewhere to preach. And I just reached up in the seat pocket in front of me and picked up a magazine, the airline magazine. And uh, I was thumbing through it and yeah. I came across a full page ad from the American Cancer Society. And it said, cancer is not always fatal. Right. But the fear of cancer is yes. almost always Isn't fatal. Isn't that profound? And I thought, mm. well, if they know that. If they know that. Isn't that amazing? Cancer is not always fatal. Right. But the fear of cancer is almost always fatal. See, that's a fear thought. Fear will kill you. Yeah, that's the thought. That's a thought that will kill you. That will try to exalt itself against Isaiah 53 that says, mm. by, his by his stripes, stripes we were healed. healed. That's, right. that's why we take communion. It's a twofold covenant. By his stri- the blood, the, the, the wine, the juice drink is for you to remember that by his stripes I was healed. Absolutely. That's part of the, that's covenant. The broken body, That's the covenant. And then the bread is to remind you, you know, that, that I'm saying this backwards. Well, that's okay. You know, they but everyone, yeah, the whole idea is the that. The blood and the body. The blood and the body <laughs> of the Lord Jesus Christ is the sacred covenant that we have with Almighty God that by his stripes we are healed. Yes. And that. Our sins are forgiven. It's a twofold covenant. And and Paul even said in 1 Corinthians 11 when he, about the only place he talks to us about communion. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says that he even talked to the Lord about it. Of course, he had to do that in the spirit because Jesus had already, Paul and Jesus didn't run around together on the earth. But uh, he said, uh, he he goes on down as he's talking about in 1 1 Corinthians 11, Mm -hmm. talking about communion, the Lord's Supper, the the Last Supper, the Holy Eucharist. And uh, and he says, for this cause, for this cause, many are weak and many are sickly and many sleep or die prematurely. And so I looked at it years ago and I thought, for what cause? Right. Because he's telling us something there. And Paul said, this is the reason people are sick. This is the reason people die prematurely. This is the reason people are weak. Lots to and learn he, there. He says, he says, for this cause. 
And so you go up above it and say, what's the cause? And he said, for not discerning the Lord's body. Wow. In other words, if you don't, if, you, if you're taking communion incorrectly with the wrong thinking. Right. Or if you're not discerning the Lord's body, realizing both, both and it, that's twofold as well, because you're discerning the Lord's body that you just talked about, the actual crucifixion of his broken right, body right. and his shed blood, his spilled blood that he paid for us. But then there's also the body of Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so sometimes some Christians don't recognize other Christians. They don't discern the Lord's body. No, right. And so, you know, if they name the name Unfairly. of Jesus, I'm for yeah. them. You know, as a missionary, I go right. all over the world. Right. I'm looking for people that name the name of Jesus, you know, instead of naming the name of Buddha or, or Islam or 330 million Hindu gods or, or, or Shintoism. or you know, I'm looking for somebody that names the name of Jesus. And then I, I discern them, the Lord's brother or my brother. Right. And so Paul said, for this cause, many are weak, many are sick, and many die prematurely. Well, I just turn that around in my spiritual authority series and say, you know, you can take communion right in spiritual right. authority, in dominion, and you can literally take that communion and say, I do this right, I don't do this wrong, so therefore I will not be weak, I will not be That's sick, so I will not die That's prematurely. Right. And so many That's churches, right. as we said in a program or two ago, they, they take communion every Sunday. But never think about it. Right. They just take the wafer and they take the, you know, and, right. and it's done. They don't think about it. And, and so it doesn't mean anything to them. But if you actually take that, that juice and that bread, as you and I do many times, even on the road, right, we carry right. it with us. And, right. <laughs> uh, uh, and break that bread as Jesus, yes. when Jesus picked up the bread, he broke it. Broke it. And, and then, he, then, then when we take that and realize what it's for, we discern the Lord's Hallelujah. body, then we can accurately declare, I will not, I'm taking this communion in the name of Jesus, in spiritual authority, Hallelujah. in dominion, right. and because of this, I will not be weak, I will not be sick, I that's will right. not die prematurely. Well, and that's another thing, Terry, exactly with that. That is the beauty, and I think probably the premier, if I can say this uh, and not offend folks, marketing concept with Christianity is that we can apply the word to ourselves personally. We have to. We have to what take it. It's does it not, do if it doesn't it's apply not to a, you personally? It, it, well, it's not a religion in the sense that it's just, you know, everybody comes in the room and we all go, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. this is something. I've been in those temples. Yeah, <laughs> this is something that we can say, it's healing for my body. Mm -hmm. It's redemption for my Absolutely. sin. And then, in, like in your book, it's renewing the mind for my soul yes, yes. to get my thoughts under control, exactly. to get my fears abolished, you know, to begin to walk in the spiritual authority. And so when, <coughs> excuse me, when I was uh, giving my testimony last week in regard to why I wrote this book, High Class Christianity, it was in regard to having an open door of utterance yes. to uh, a couple, 300 Catholics mm -hmm. uh, every single week and them asking questions, wanting to know how to study the Word of God. Why do we do communion? Yes. Why do the priest lay hands on something? Right. Why did this attorney friend of mine uh, have a miracle? Yes. Renee and I just wanted to pop in and bless you and speak a blessing over you and tell you about a resource that's available to you. I recently did a message uh, at a church that uh, the pastors had asked me to minister on the supernatural, on the miraculous. And uh, Renee and I both felt like that the Holy Spirit just showed up and, and did a good job. 
uh, we called it, uh, where are you from? You know, are you from this this world here? Are you from the heavenly world? And, and I think it, you get a hold of it, it'll bless you, it'll minister to you, and uh, you'll learn some things about miracles. Well, it was so profound in that um, we have to realize that we are living in a realm where we're surrounded by the natural, but yet we're called upon, Terry, like you taught, to live out of the supernatural absolutely, realm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you probably hadn't heard anything like this before. I asked some pretty pointed questions that uh, I think will be a blessing to you. Sure will. The details are on the screen on how you can get it. Order the CD with shipping and handling or download instantly at terrymize.com. You know, how do we get these things? Right, right. And so I went to the dollar store and bought bags and bags of Bibles right. <laughs> and then went and brought Brother Hagin's and gave them away. And then I, I bought hundreds of Brother Hagin's little book on In Him. Mm -hmm. And I started Which out. Just all scriptures that you'll find in the New Testament in the epistles <clears throat> where it says In Him. In Him. And, and that, that was profound to us back in the 70s. Sure. Nobody had ever told us no, that before. Of course, of course. And so it's like when, my little book, my little mini book called God's Opinion, God's opinion of You. How of does you. God think about you? So yes. how should I think about me when I look in the mirror? What should I see? <laughs> I think Terry's book on God's opinion of you is, is how to find out what God thinks about you. And then my book mm -hmm. is about how you should think about well, God. I tell people about your book all these years that, that you, you wrote this actually, as you said a while ago, actually for Catholics because you were ministering to a huge group of Catholics right. that didn't know the Bible, didn't know anything about the Bible, right. didn't even know if they had a Bible in the house or not, exactly. or if they may have one back in a closet <laughs> somewhere they'd certainly never read it. Yes, yes. And so I tell people all the time, I say, you know, if you have Catholic relatives, Catholic friends, you ought to get this book. That's right. Even though it doesn't go into Catholicism, believes this and blah, blah, blah. No, no. it's just giving you, uh, when it says high class Christianity, it's not, a lot of people look at it and say, oh, is that about money? Is that about prosperity? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, you know, it's, it's about the raising side. the standard. It's about you coming no. up and living here with God. God says, right. my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My way is higher than your way. So come up here, you know, sit, sit exactly. with me. And, and, and uh, Ephesians tells us that we are seated together with him yes. far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, every name that's named uh, in this world and that which is to come. So we're seated with Jesus high, far yes. above all. And so the devil's under our feet. Right. All the garbage is under our feet because we're above that. So that's what you're talking about. That's Come it. up here. Yeah. Be, be, have a higher class, have a higher standard, have a higher exactly. uh, level, uh, lifestyle of Christianity, of thinking, which is what my book, Pulling Down Strongholds, is talking about. You, yeah. you can't have those thoughts that kill. You've got to get rid of those. You can't have You've got to think like God, talk like God, act like God. You have to have the thoughts of God, which is Isaiah 55 and in his own words, he says, let the wicked man uh, forsake his way forsake his and the way. unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return, meaning that that could be a man of God. That could be a Christian. Let him that, return. That, he, he used to be there and he, he left. He used to be there and left and left and went off in his thinking, went off in his ways. And, uh, you know, th th those are things that we as Christians, and I am talking to Christians, people that do love God, that, that we can get on out there doing our own thing. And we've forgotten 
to go back to the word of God because his words, it says the very next verse, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the says Lord. The Lord. Amen. For as he said, as he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways for my thoughts. He says, are as the heavens are higher than the, and the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Yes. In other words, measure that distance as the heaven mm -hmm. for height, yeah. the earth for depth. depth. He said, that's a fur piece, as we say here in that's Texas. Exactly right. I mean, that's a fur you know piece, what, uh, the heaven you know, for height. That's how high God's thoughts are. One of the first times I really got that on the inside of me mm -hmm. is, is I was preaching in, in uh, Trinidad. You and Dean might have been with Jackie and I yeah. at that time. But we, we uh, as we were leaving, coming home. Right. Uh, in those days, you had to actually walk out on the tarmac to get to the airplane. The airplane right. was parked out on the, right. on the tarmac. Yes, so you didn't have jet bridges distinctly. and stuff like that. And, and then there was just a stairway to, at the airplane. So you walked out the tarmac, climbed up the stairs. Right. And so I remember as we were walking out across the tarmac, uh, I looked around at the airport and there was a huge wall around it. And so I couldn't see much. My mm -hmm. world was pretty small. My world was the same size as the airport. Right. I can right. see that wall. I can see that wall. I can see the terminal behind me and I can see that wall and I can see the airplane in front of me. That's all I could see. And so as we started up the steps, I realized as I got about halfway up the steps, I could see over the wall. Right. And I thought, oh, well, look, there's the ocean. Yeah. You know, and there's there's that. And, there, and then I got on up into the to the level with the plane to right. walk in the door and I could even see further. Right. And I thought, oh, well, there's our hotel down there and there's this and there's this. And then we buckled in and the pilot took off and we, we as we ascended, all of a sudden my world got really big. And I started, I said, wow, there's, there's <laughs> the, there's the ocean, there's the beach. Yes. And then as we got a little higher, there's the whole town. And then we got a little higher, so there's the whole island. Yeah. And then we flew over the next island beside us, which was Tobago. Right. And then as we started flying north over those various islands, I said, oh, you can see the whole island. Well, now I can see two islands. Right. And, and as, as the Lord spoke to me and said, and said, when you sit where I sit, right. you can see what I see. The Isn't higher up you sit, yes. the further you can see. So my world got a lot bigger than it was just walking across the tarmac because I was now elevated, you know, and that's why he says, you know, my thoughts, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. Your thoughts aren't my thoughts. You think way down here. Your ways are I not. Think, well, I'm up here, yeah. you know, and we talk sometimes about being at 30,000 feet, yeah. having a view from 30,000 feet, but God has a much higher view than that. That's right. He can see the whole world. At once. He That's can see such the whole a great analogy. At once. Thank you. That's so good. You know, it, that verse in Proverbs you and I have given to lots and lots of people and uh, talking about management and authority and how to walk in those things and, and governments and all of these things. It says, as the heaven for height yeah. and the earth for depth, right. so is the heart so is and the mind heart of kings unsearchable. unsearchable. You know, uh, and God, you know, in the business world, they'll say, uh, that guy sees it from 30,000 right. feet. Yeah, explain, you know. explain that. The heart of a king, the mind of a king is unsearchable. <clears throat> that means the guy at the top always sees the bigger picture, mm -hmm. simply said. The guy at the top, just like a parent, mm -hmm. you know, just like a teacher in a classroom, um, the employer, you see the vision of every thing you, mm -hmm. you feel like you're yeah, going yeah, yeah. to. You know, you have the you plan. You see the, the future? Yeah. Where you want to go? Where you want to go. You know Where the, the objective. the new employee down here yeah. 
only just sees this level and may they think. They see their think, one test. Well, well that, my boss is really dumb. They don't do this right. If I was running this thing, yeah. I'd do this. Well, they don't see. And yeah, like an employer, a child. Mm -hmm. uh, they see the one task the parent has given them mm -hmm. to do. Go clean your room mm -hmm. or go take the trash out. Mm -hmm. And they, they're not looking at the whole house. No, exactly. They're not looking at the space, the expanse of the yard from the curb to the exactly. back of the fence. Exactly. They're, they're just their little world and, and, and that's all they can they manage in their soul. It. You know, I, I use this example in churches sometimes, and I use it not long ago in some church we were at. But uh, when my kids were little, or actually, I, I guess we just had Lynn and Paul, and maybe maybe Lori was either just born or just about to be born. Yeah. And we lived in, a, in an apartment. We'd come back from Mexico, and Jackie went to have the baby in Texas. And, and so we'd moved back to uh, Odessa just for a short time and had an apartment. And so uh, Lynn and Paul, uh, you know, Lynn was three years older than Paul, right, and they'd right. be outside playing. And so I'd call them in for dinner. Jackie would prepare dinner, and I'd call right. them in for dinner. And they'd come in, not to wash your hands, they'd wash your hands, they'd sit at the table. And Paul David was this kid that just <laughs> just wanted to live outside. Right. He right. was outdoors. I mean, he, he, he was killed in a car wreck when he was 29 and went to heaven, so he's got lots of outdoors now. But but all his life, he was just <laughs> hunting mind. and fishing. Yeah. He's got yeah. a son, Colton, just like him, just, just hunting and fishing. It's amazing how much. And, and so uh, Paul wanted to be outside all the time. And so the boys would sit there and we'd pray over the meal. Then I'd take their plates and start filling them up. Right. And then I'd sit Lynn's plate in front of him and I'd sit Paul's plate in front of him. And Paul literally would sit there like this and just look down and, and just, <sighs> and he'd say, Daddy, I I'm not hungry. Can I go outside? Can I go play? And I'd say, well, Paul, you need to eat, you know, buddy. And he'd say, I'm just not hungry. Daddy, I'm just not hungry. Can I, can, can I go play? And so I'd, sure. And so this happened day after day. Yeah. And one day Jackie said to me, you know, being the wise woman she was, right. and then me being the wise woman I am, I listened to my wife. And she said, Terry, she said, if Paul can't justify right. the amount of food that you put on his plate, he can't justify the time it would take to eat that. That's right. While the sun's going down. <coughs> he, he's, he's he's figuring out how fast the sun's going down and how long it's going to take to get that in in him. Right. And she said, if you would give him little bitty portions, yeah, she said, then he could see wise. it <laughs> and he could get it inside of him and go uh, play. Right. So I said, sure. So the next meal, I put a little portion in his plate. He ate it all and asked for some more. Yeah. You know. And so so it was a matter of me getting it down to where he could see getting it inside of him. Right. So I started preaching missions that way. Right. You know, Brother Osteen used to always call every service, every service, every service. He called people down front right. and said, if you have a nation in your heart, tell me what it is. Yeah, if, it's, if it's Japan or if it's it, Kenya or if it's India, where it's you come down. It's generational down to you know, us. And, yeah. and, then, and then he'd quote the, 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 the population a lot of time. Yeah. They'd come down, you know, and say, you know, India now would say a billion people. You know, not back then. It wasn't that many. But, uh, you know, France, 35 million. You know, Spain, uh, uh, you know, Mexico, 78 million, Haiti, 8 million. Right. And so I started preaching missions that way that, that I don't expect you to get the whole world inside of you. Right. Like now, there's 8 billion. Back then, it was like 3.5 billion. But 8 billion people, I don't expect the Christian to get that on the inside of them. Right. So take a country. Take a country. I used to tell them, say, take a little country like Belize, only 200,000 people. Surely right. you can get 200,000 people inside right. of them. You right. can pray for them. Yeah, you, you, you can embrace two hundred thousand people, you know, and then and then pick up another country, then right. pick up another country. Pretty soon you'll be praying for lots of nations. And right. Pretty soon you'll get the world inside of you. Oh God, I'm praying for all eight billion. Exactly. And so we we have to get it where you can break it right. down to see it uh, yeah. from from this position, and not it, from this position. And it is a learned 
behavior. Yes, it is. That you have to learn to think like God. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to see things. Uh, and it's it's a progressive line upon line, exactly. precept upon precept, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Yes. The Bible teaches us and, and t- tells us that we grow little by little. Yep. Not here a lot, there a lot, but yeah, by here a little, here there, a little, little. there a little. Yeah. And that it's a progressive behavior that you have, you have to learn. And that's the glory of the local church, that if pastors will teach their congregations this, exactly. they can get the world into their heart exactly. a little bit at exactly. a time. And so, you know, the whole premise of this is high class Christianity, uh, that we begin to think like God thinks. We begin sure. to act like God thinks. I just wanted today, before we leave the air, to read some of the chapters, uh, just read the t- chapter titles to you sure. and just let you realize the atmosphere and quality and value. Like Philippians chapter one says that that based on the things you give value and honor to will be the quality and standard of life that you live in. And so the chapter one is God's got a better way. And he gave an yes, invitation to the whole world through John three sixteen, and said that I've loved the whole world. If you'll believe on me, you won't perish, exactly. but have everlasting life. So that's a better way. Yes, it is. You that's know, that's a whole way. lot better way to live, you know, in your life. And then uh, chapter two is backward thinking. You know, I think of one of the scriptures that Jesus used when he was coming at the early part of, of his ministry in John 10, 10. He said, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But hello, I've come that you might have life and you have it more abundantly. Yes, and he started absolutely. in Matthew chapter five, Terry, telling people about the nine Beatitudes right. that you need to start thinking differently. He and started I'm, trying to change their minds. He started trying from an to. From Old Testament, oh, hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years. Yeah, they had not even had a prophet in Israel for 400, for 400 years, years when Jesus showed up on the scene. Mm-hmm. So they hadn't had a man of God. They hadn't had a prophecy. They hadn't had a revelation. They hadn't had anything in 400 years and were living under Roman rule. Right. And Jesus comes along and starts saying, blessed are the peacemakers. Well, that's the exact opposite of what, they wanted <laughs> of what Jews wanted to do with the Romans over, over them, lording over they them. They wanted to do eye for an eye. Yeah. And so Jesus wanted to address their backward thinking. And so that's what we have to do. That's chapter two. Then chapter three is information plus revelation. That's the difference in just uh, what they uh, I learned when, when my children were going to school. They said they read it. They can read it, Mrs. Garner. They would say that your child, that one, whatever child, I, I think this was a conversation with one of Abigail's teachers. She said, Abby can understand it. She said she can read the words, but what we have to plug up is a little hole in her understanding of it. We're not sure she is what they, and they use the phrase reading comprehension, mm-hmm. you know, which is what we have to have from the Word of God. We can read the words off the pages sure. if we went to school, sure. but we've got to have revelation, understanding of that. To. So that's what chapter that's three is. That's why never take the church's dirty laundry to the news media. No, that's right. That's right. It. There's no way they can understand the mm-hmm. Bible if they're not born again. Number four is nothing is too good for God. I had a I had a staff member years, years and years, 40 years ago now, and they would always come up to me and say, we got this done. Well, it was good enough. And I just, after, after about... Ten times of that, I was just saying, look, you know, I had to correct that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we want to do things 
our best. Yeah. We want to I always want to good raise the standard. Yeah. Classify yourself. In other words, this is chapter five helps you determine where you are and what mm-hmm. you're doing and mm-hmm. how you're thinking and uh, find the holes in your thinking. You know, mm-hmm. then chapter six, be faithful. Chapter seven, raise the standard, raise your standard. Just up your game, as the world would say. Then giving more, living higher. Sounds like some things you mm-hmm. preached. Amen. Yeah. And then we get over to chapter nine, create an atmosphere for God. Uh, how do you do that? Renew your mind. Yes. Cast down imaginations. You know, get to where what you were talking about. Uh, I mean, you just absolutely bind loose. You know, you get hold of the things from the Word of God. And then chapter 10 is... Um, Remember, God goes with you to help you. You don't have to do it all by yourself. And then chapter 11 is a new beginning. A new beginning. And here we are at the end of our program today. And (laughs) we've had a good time. One more time. We've had a good time sharing with you. We're so thrilled and honored for the opportunity to give these good good words to you. And uh, for Terry Mize Ministries today, uh, we just want to tell you from More Than Conquerors that you are More Than Conquerors. I read Terry's stories about he ended up being in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith. 